You're listening to the Tech Edition Podcast, episode 51, Mario Craps Gold Bricks. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Tech Edition Podcast. My name is Sergio. I'm your host. Uh, it is February 25th, 2010. Uh, we got all kinds of cool news uh, this week. Nintendo had a press conference or something or other. Uh, and apparently Apple doesn't like porno, but we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> uh, we, we have our regular cast, or at least most of our regular cast. Uh, Clarence, what's up? And much another week. Another week. We yes. were... We were conspicuously absent last week. <laughs> Video fail. We'll see. Uh, it's going to be confusing as uh, audio podcast is what's going to come out of that. Um, Carl, what's up? Uh, not much. Kind of weird that Apple is, you know, against pornography. Even though when I hear Apple, all I think about is two naked people in the woods, uh, possibly a big leaf missing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. James, <laughs> what an intro! What's up, guys? There you are. Yeah, James is uh in the in the bathroom. That's why his acoustics are so great. <laughs> Actually, uh, my mic got screwed up, so I'm having to use the microphones that are on my PSI cam that's hooked to my computer at the moment. Wow. Awesome. So that's so that's why I'm sounding uh, off than what I normally do. So by the end of this, we'll know whether or not. You need to buy a PSI. <laughs> okay, well, uh, yeah, James has been out a few weeks, but welcome back. Yeah, good to have you back, man. Let's just jump right into news, because it looks like we all have a nice uh, cross-section of stuff to talk about. So, Clarence, you're up. Uh, yeah, you um, did allude to the big Nintendo announce- announcements, and I'll just cover one of them. Uh, Super Mario Galaxy 2 trailer is out, and uh, it'll be released on May 23rd. Yoshi! That's really soon. Very yeah. surprised. Well, no, that's the fifth month. No, we still have two whole months, at least 60, about 90 days left. Well, ex- exactly. I didn't expect this to hit until November. October, yeah. November, or something like that. Yeah, they could have held on to this and made a, I don't know, a Wii bundle. It's about, isn't it about time they bundle Mario with a Wii? Yeah, true, but I, I think they're kind of like also filling in the gaps here, because, I mean, it, this is probably the next big Nintendo title that's coming out, and, and what, what was the last big one? Mario. <laughs> New Super Mario, bro. Did that come out in what? Uh, no yeah, 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 Mario. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it came out in December, so so this we're actually looking at less than six months between major Mario releases. Yeah, well, two very different games, also, but but they're just keeping keeping it going, and yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what this one how this one will be compared to the last one, even though I only briefly played the last one. Um, and, and from seeing the trailer, this just goes to show, in my opinion, that I said this last week, but. Nintendo desperately needs to be HD. <laughs> yeah. Although yeah. it looks great, I mean, that crap would just look freaking beautiful in HD. I'm sorry. Yeah, and, like, check out and, and what Serge is going to speak on later, too. I definitely got some elaborations on that as well. <laughs> I mean, so at this point, it's, it's really kicking them in the butt with their newer titles that should be, I mean, they are top-of-the-line titles, but, I mean, like we say, it's just still something missing there, you know? Can yeah. they release a patch or something to give me some uh some 1080i or 
580p. Give us some European, uh, like. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you're still just there. That would only be pandering to a, a smaller portion of the gaming population. There's a large portion of the of major gamers who are going to play this, whether it's high definition or not. Not to mention the even larger portion of Wii owners that don't even know what high definition is or what connections they would need to do it. I mean, yeah, that is true because I mean it is Mario, and and I would play it anyway just because it is, just because it is Mario. I mean, but that being said, I mean HD TVs are, are on the rise even more from the, this past year, and I mean Nintendo is just looking a little dated right now. That's you know true. the funny thing about uh H, about the system HD TV? I was over a friend's house uh, playing on his Xbox 360, and he hooked it up through just basic composite. Oh like, God. Like, you know, oh. I said, you do understand that that 32 inch flat <laughs> is high def, right? I think the Xbox comes with component cables, right? It sure Can you does. not tell the difference? I could, I could barely read the text. I had to, I was like, felt like I was playing uh, Dead Rising Fall One or something. Dude, it just irks me when I see somebody who don't take advantage of their high def TV with with the with the bad cables or whatever. It just pisses me off. Or, 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 I can't even watch. Go ahead. I was going to say, or even worse, like when you're used to playing in high definition and then you're forced to not play in high definition. Huh? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, when I was in the process of moving, I had to connect my PS3 to a old tube TV to play uh, Burnout Paradise, and it was next to impossible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but one one the good, like I said, uh, that carry like reiterating. The weed looks very good on a SD TV. That very deep. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so market calendars May twenty third. Yeah. Old money and, coming out your pocket. And, and I and I and I think we just thought of the of the Wii's next uh, marketing plan. Nintendo <laughs> Wii, adding value to your SD TV. <laughs> That's what it, that was their plan all along. <laughs> and it's like, don't throw them TVs away yet. Sit us right next to your uh, cable box you receive with your coupon from the government. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But moving right along, uh, Bloom Energy, which is a California-based company, um, recently had a big pre- press conference announcing that the next big product is supposed to revolutionize the energy market. Uh, and I was a little confused about exactly what this is because I can't really – I'm reading a lot of articles, but I can't really find like a definite answer. But basically, what it boils down to, at the the Bloom Energy Bloom box, it's supposed to be a fuel cell that can run up for up to a, a multiple amount of years, 30 years or so. And it's a fuel cell that you actually put in your yard, and it provides all your power at self-sustaining, low-cost power for your home. What? And and depending on the price they can offer this at, this could be a world-changing product. I heard about this, and 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 especially from uh, states that suffer from energy, um, California being the main one, their energy prices are through the roof. This this is like really a game changer if they can provide it at an affordable cost. So. Um, yeah, you just have to go and read the article. It's it's uh, <clears throat> like I said, I can. It's not really sh- 
detailed as far as the specs or whatever and all that, but it does brush around the idea of what's going on. And they have so many millions going into this from investors and and, and things trying to get this going. And and yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna change the world if if they can get it to work. <laughs> yeah, so. getting assassinated. Oh, it must be extremely experimental because the big companies buy you out, shut you down, shut you up, True. make you disappear before anything this helpful and fruitful <laughs> for the world is ever yeah, well, well, it's true, true, but I think the energy is a little bit different because, I mean, uh, California is plagued by energy problems. I mean, they have blackouts and stuff from not having enough energy because there's just so many people and, and, and not enough energy to go around. And it, as for California, you got to, I mean, I don't, they may have nuclear plants there, I'm not sure, but you got to think how they actually generate their energy. With something like this, it's self-sustained. Uh, and, and the idea of fuel cells have been around for a while, but. They're in cars, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, that 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 was one of the things of, of how they would provide uh uh, uh, cars or electric cars or whatever. Instead of electric cars it, it, or gas cars, it'd be fuel cell cars. Cars, but the problem is they haven't been able to perfect the technology. Uh, so if if they actually get this going and, and get it working right, this would be something very cool. Because I see it going to a lot of different things, not just cars. I mean, not just houses. Excuse me. Yeah, like th- this this could blow up real fast, real like real big because literally blow up. That's what I wanted to like. <laughs> We're, no one like we would now have like little micro nuclear power plants in our front yards like with this. I hadn't really no, no, no. <laughs> but 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 what I think is funny is uh, there's some really big names attached to it. If you just scroll down this article, you got Colin Powell. Yeah, that was the first name, only name I saw. Arnold Schwarzenegger towards the end, and then like Michael Bloomberg. It, and and then when you see the see the, the the companies that have kind of signed on, you got Coke, Bank of America, eBay, Google, Walmart, FedEx, Staples. You know some of the biggest companies in the world. Bank of America owns my house. my car. And you should call and be like, "Hey, buddies, can you hook me up with a bloom box?" <laughs> yeah, I don't burn that much electricity. Only you know when it's hot and when it's very cold, but. <laughs> The other ten months is uh pretty decent. <laughs> so, like I said, we can keep an eye on this and see where it goes. Uh, very good potential, and once again, I can't say enough. World changing. But I'll go on to the next story, which is uh, <clears throat> the average household spends five percent of his income on entertainment. What's your percentage? <laughs> Way well, more than that. Yeah, I, I, I thought, I thought I, and this is according to Nielsen, by the way. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you, Serge. I thought this was rather low. <laughs> because, I mean, I haven't actually, like, did the math, but I would just assume it would easily be more than 5%. Because I consider, like, I don't know, I consider television a uh, entertainment. And most well, bills is like $100 a month. So, I mean... That's true. Your Netflix, uh, your gaming, going to the movies. I'd consider going out to eat a form of entertainment. Uh, yeah, me too. So, I mean, 5%. And I don't this know. Is factoring in games. Hmm. Let me look, like, looking at my total, what 5% of my income is. Is it a lot? <laughs> that's that's more than I thought it was going to be. 
Oh, so five oh, percent of entertainment budget is spent on games. So the money you would normally spend on movies and and music, five percent of that goes to quick budget games. Okay, now that's not true. My entire entertainment budget, wait, is, I say ninety five percent is on games, five percent is on movies, and music, and, hmm. and music's free. Well, I get my cable free, so my numbers are skewed. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I need I need about a uh, 172 miles of a uh, coaxial wire and a couple of <laughs> a couple of repeaters, and I've rented to Sergio's house. But yeah, that, that's 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 an interesting number because I guess it would depend on who you are. Because if you make an ass load of money, you can spend much more on entertainment. But would yeah. you, would you still stop at five percent? <laughs> Or but then if you make a buttload of money, 5% of a buttload of money is a buttload of money. I know, and if I made a buttload of money, I would spend a majority of it on entertainment. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think I think it has a lot to do with the age group you're looking at. Probably oh. from 30 or below, it's probably at 5 or higher. And probably after that, it gets drastically lower. I mean, as far as video games, anyway. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting number, though. I mean, it's an interesting study. So I just thought I'd put it there <laughs> so we can reflect. Like five? Why not seven, six point nine, three point two, or you know, a nice little odd number that looks like they really did some calculations. You can yeah. use five or ten percent of something without throwing, you know, out, without doing actually any math. <laughs> yeah, Carrie has some good quote about statistics. Statistics, I can never remember what it is, but yeah, some. <laughs> I forgot about myself. Something about they're always wrong or something, so, yeah. <laughs> hmm. Moving along. All right, well, uh, thank you for your insightful news topics, Clarence. No problem. <laughs> okay. You sounded very uncomfortable. Um, Carl, you're next. <laughs> I guess another thing I can relate to the uh, entertainment, buying a you know smartphone, I would say, not only serves a business purpose, but for those unemployed, it becomes an entertainment purpose. Uh, you know, such as YouTube stuff on your phone. If you're unemployed, uh, what percentage would that be? <laughs> <laughs> uh, thankfully, it was free due to lack of <laughs> customer service that uh, a very oh, few of you are it. aware of. But um, what I'm currently speaking of is Google Latitude, thus another um, social software. Um, it's integrated into your Google Maps. Um, I think you can also get it without Google Maps, but it uses... Um, Either your 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 phone's basic location, which is I think that thing that 911 when they can find you if you're like lost in the woods or something like that. So you know every time you hit a cell phone tower, you're pretty much hitting one or two or three up. So your position is kind of triangulated, so they know where you are. Or your GPS, which Google Maps can access, you know, has your longitude and latitude and your elevation. Well, now you can that with Google Latitude, you log into your Gmail or Google account. It will take that data, upload it to Google servers. All the people in your friends list who you agree to allow can now go into their phones on Google Map or just in their Gmail and go to their uh, Google Latitude, and it will show a nice little happy face where you know your face, whatever picture you put on there, and show your dot on the map of where you are. And if you have it active and you're with your phone, you can see the person driving down the street and see exactly where everyone is. So... Google Latitude kind of reminds me, I think Disney did that at one point with, with a phone so parents keep track of their children. But now pretty much any smartphone, any phone that can run Google Maps, um, any other app, 
Uh, you can tell your buddies where you are at all times. So, so is it steady pinging your phone to get your location, or is it using some cell phone uh, technology or something? But it uses cell phone technology because, uh, you know, your uh, the cell phone towers or your GPS is pretty much it's just gonna it's gonna have your your longitude, latitude, elevation, and pretty much that can be put into one kilobyte, and they can just send that up to the server like every 30 seconds or. Uh, like the main server doesn't really even have to ping you. It could just be the software in your system saying, "Okay, it's been a minute. I'm gonna, you know, send the next, uh, next one up." And that info is so small that it's probably negligible to those who don't have unlimited data. But if you're using Google Maps, you know, it's gonna be downloading maps and blowing up your data anyway. So I wouldn't think it would be uh, a heavy, a heavy burden or, or a big ping on your system. Well, no, all it, all it would have to count, uh, send would be the longitude and latitude of your location. So. Yeah, yep. I guess my biggest question was how is it running all the time? I mean, if you don't have that app application open, does it still know where you're at? Um, I'm not. That's a good question. I think you have to run that application, and then it gets your data updates and sends it up. So if you close that app, they don't. They, uh, all they know is the last place you were. Hmm. Okay, so like okay, I, that makes I, sense. Yeah, the funny thing about it is, uh, it's like I had I had it running on my phone. And then I was on my laptop in my Gmail account and was watching myself moving around. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, this kind of redunct, red, red, want to carry where ridiculous. <laughs> mm, yeah. This is, this is a little creepy. <laughs> yeah. I like you said, it's been stalked, but like, you know, you have to exchange it with a friend, like a friend and say, Hey, uh, I want to share with you my, my latitude. And you'd be like, sure. I'll share my. That's actually how I found out about it because I now have a you know a, a good new phone and someone else and, is sharing their latitude with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they offered to share their latitude, and I said, "Well, hey, here's my longitude." <laughs> this is what iPhone needs: background processors. <laughs> oh yeah, that is true. Yeah, that will be a problem with iPhone. It uh. But yeah, I, I I actually kinda like it. It was fun to play with. But like uh if you close it, it's definitely not updating because I was I checked myself on Google and I wasn't you know, it didn't show where I was, but then as soon as I turned my phone back on, my point immediately jumped the the fifteen miles I had traveled to my to my current location. So. Wow. I can this see cool, this, I like it. I can see this being uh useful for like businesses. Like every hour Everyone who works for me needs to ping. That way I can make sure you're at your job. If wow. not, you're fired. Like I'm on, everybody be like, I'm on the plane. I have to turn my phone off. I don't pay you to fly. You're fired. <laughs> you better ping as soon as you get to the airport. I'm waiting. Your flight is due to arrive on at this time. That's when I want to see your ping update. Exactly. Uh, it's it's like Big Brother's watching along with everyone else. Yes, everyone you allow, with a, supposedly. Who was that though? Wasn't that um? Was, it was another phone company that had software like that. I don't know if it was Verizon Sprint. Cause remember they, in the commercial you seen like the guys and dressed like big dots or something like that, and you know you see the person moving around on a map. But I think it was proprietary software for just that network of that phone. But the good thing about this is it's Google, so it works on most most handheld handsets, not locked to anyone. So that's 
that's a plus. Um, and I guess another another plus is we're you know still talking about a good fun phone integration. Um, I have the HTC Imagio is running Windows Mobile 6.5, which I think we called that that was the beginning of the name to trying to change the name to Windows Phone as opposed to 6.5, which is just a Windows CE. Uh, the HTC Phone has a a very nice Facebook integration where you can go through and you log in your Facebook, and if your friends in your Facebook account actually has their phone number attached or connected to their account, it will automatically add them to your cell phone's phone book as well as grab their profile pic to be their picture in their in your contact. So when they call you, you know, you see their picture, you see their phone number, which I think is great. And if and the funny thing is, if they change their pic, it goes and gets their next pic. So... <laughs> So that another pl- uh, another reason why uh, I think everyone's gonna have to get that unlimited data plan if they plan on using some of this stuff. Uh, I decided today that I'm not I can't I can't get on board with an unlimited data plan that's thirty dollars. <laughs> too cheap. <laughs> I I just can't. Actually, with Sprint, my unlimited data, data plan is not an extra thirty bucks. It's like an extra five. Hmm. Five. Oh well, you uh, that's uh, your phone. If you have a smartphone, uh, the majority of companies have it's like it's thirty bucks for unlimited. And uh, and uh, actually, Verizon now has a new category called multimedia phone, which is a phone that that has touchscreen, on-screen, uh, QWERTY keyboard, um, and data functions. So now they have three levels of phones: talk phones, multimedia phones, and then smartphones. And the data plans vary according to each one. And and with a little finagling, each one can be turned into a modem for your laptop or desktop if you, you know, if your wired net goes down. Finagling. Yeah, that's a fun word, finagle. Speaking of finagling, fin- blah, 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 that's a hard <laughs> word to say. <laughs> J- James, you have some news topics this week. Yes, I do. Uh, the first one I meant for this last week, uh, since the game's come out now, but uh, I downloaded the Heavy Rain demo and went through an extensive amount of playthroughs with it. Um, pretty much, this is the kind of game, if you like uh, mystery thrillers, you're going to love this game, but it controls completely different than anything you've ever played. That's what I hear. <laughs> All the controls are intuitive and simple, um, but you will have, uh, there's one fight sequence that's in the game, so it's a huge amount of nothing but quick time effects. Ah, uh, God of War never made that. Shin move? Shin, yeah, that's what I thought Shin. about. I think Shin move. Yeah. But, luckily, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, the controls are very intuitive, but it does have the opportunity of being very tedious, just depending yeah. on how much, what kind of a gamer you are, because you do everything. Like, when you start off the demo, you have to put the car in park. You have to open the door. Uh, you have to look. You know, you get the options if uh, the first character you're playing as is a private detective. He's an older fellow. He has asthma. So if he has an asthma attack, you have to press a button or the direction to search the specific pocket, which there's like three or four pockets to check. So you have to go through and do that. Also, you that have to go through. That fun. You <laughs> know <laughs> what that makes me think of, though? Um, sounds like that game needs some, uh, some wee waggle. Oh. <laughs> well, now, it, it, <laughs> now the thing is, though, not only do you press buttons, you also have to shake the PS, the six axis, 
or DualShock 3, whichever one you want to say it is, you have to shake it. So they put in the uh, the six-axis controls, motion controls in there with it. Um, now, I sat down and went through about as many different variations of the interrogation scene as I could, and I came up with, I think, about ten different ways it can go. So there's a huge amount of making sure the game's completely different every time you play. And, but what's so interesting is the developer has come out and said, please don't play this game twice. What? <laughs> the, the developers said that when you play it, play it from start to finish, and the story that you get is the story you get. We didn't design it to where you need to play it more than once. Which is odd because they gave you a gold trophy for getting every ending you can. That That is weird. Because they straight up said we don't want you to play this more than once. That's that's almost like saying uh just rent just rent it don't buy. It. <laughs> <laughs> so if I was the publisher, I, I, if I was the publisher, I'd run his chip something. <laughs> you told the people not to buy the damn game. <laughs> we don't make that much money from GameFly. Put a twenty eight day embargo on them. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I'm kinda interested in this, in, in everything about this game except the weird controls because I hate quick time events when they're in good games. But when you have a game that's nothing but monotonous, dumb quick time events, I, I don't know if I can get on board with that. Well, it, it's not, it's not monotonous, dumb. It's very much of you are controlling a mystery thriller movie or book. Like I say, it, if the story's gonna grip you, then you're going to be awesome. You're going to enjoy it. Um, but if it's not, like I said, it has the, chance, the ability to be extremely tedious. But there's a lot of things that you really need to be meticulous about when playing this game because you have four different people you're going to play as. You know, you have a private detective, uh, FBI profiler, you have an FBI agent. Uh, the second thing you do is uh, a crime scene investigation, which you go through and you have to look for the evidence. Like, you literally have to look for it. Uh, what, see, like, I don't like those kinds. They could have just made this one click almost. They could have, but see, luckily with the, the FBI agent that's doing the crime scene investigation, you have like the most awesome tools to use. Um, so <laughs> they're gonna make you pick locks and. <laughs> this this yeah. sounds like a, a single Santa game I used to have. <laughs> Aside from this game trying to be, you know, the main thing it was pushing in the beginning about was like, man. This game is beautiful, the most realistic thing I've seen. If it wasn't for that super engine they needed, this game really sounds perfect for the week. All that extra tedious, all, all the extra stuff to try to really get you immersed in the story, you really need some intuitive motion controls for that for that kind of input uh, to really, so you don't really feel like it's getting tedious. You know, I wouldn't mind, like, you know, I got the Wii and I just, you know, do a flicking motion where, like, I'm going to open up my coat and move, do a hand motion to reach down the jack and pull out, shake the Wii mode like I'm shaking up my inhaler and put up in the air like a warrior where it twisted or tasted. Yeah. What's, what's well, it's move? definitely one of those things mm-hmm. that you definitely would need to play the demo first before you buy. So that way you can get a feel of, okay, I, I wouldn't have a problem with this. Or it's like, you know what, I, I think I'll pass. Or <laughs> I'll just rent. But, I mean, from what I played and everything else, it's got a huge amount of potential because you can end up killing all four of your main playable characters. And that's how I would play it. I'd be like, how can I kill this? <laughs> all right, now you die. <laughs> now, this demo, but, is this the demo with the little kid in the red balloon that gets lost or something? 
No, 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 no. Uh, the demo has three parts. It has a tutorial, uh, first part with uh, Scott Shelby, the private detective, and then uh, I forget his name, but the FBI agent doing the crime scene investigation. Because, I mean, the whole thing, the whole story uh, is all about these four people trying to catch a serial killer. It's called the origami killer that's killing uh, children. The origami so, killer? He leaves little paper swans on the, on the, like at the scene of the crime and stuff? Yeah, he leaves, uh, not just paper swans, just like little origami figurines and stuff like in his victim's hands. <laughs> and actually, I, I heard that if you actually buy the game, uh, during the install process, uh, the game comes with a sheet of paper, and during the install process, it teaches you how to make an origami crane. That way, next yeah. time you kill somebody, you can leave it in their hand. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I can't. They they really. When when does the next version of Blu-ray drives come out? Because that one X is is kind of getting ridiculous a little bit. Those install times is, is from what I'm hearing is like ungodly. Even though you are copying possibly forty or fifty gigs, but man. Eh. Mm. It's a one time thing. Better, you know. They need better programming. No one's better than Nintendo at caching stuff. Like even though I mean, the Wii and the GameCube are on this, you they make their games or a lot of their games are made so well that you know, you don't even notice it loading. If it's loading. You you hear it. You hear the laser kick in, but there's never a screen that say, "All right, we got to interrupt your gameplay. Please wait while we try to get the next stage ready." Well, that's that's a, a byproduct of being a first-party title. Like most first-party Sony games, have minimal, if any, installation and minimal loading. Like, uh, like, Uncharted, like uh, yeah, Uncharted. You had load scene, uh, you know, load scenes, but they weren't that bad and that often. That's true. 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 But moving on, uh, let's see. No, no, I, I had one more that I put on. Yeah, the oh, I was wondering, is that yours? Okay, what's up with that? I uh, came across a guy that I work with out on uh, Camp Shelby. Um, he's a programmer. And he's actually very, very good, but he has been having trouble finding work. Well, he's got a website up. Uh, it's a $5 a month subscription fee, but that's the cover his server costs. And what it is, it is an Google... It's an Android apps website. But, I mean, he's got the app set up to where you can use them on Android, iPhone, whatever. Basically, five bucks a month, he's got over, I think he said over 60,000, 60 or 100,000 applications on here. Five bucks a month, you get whatever you want. Hmm. So wow. now I, it, is that legal? <laughs> I was just going to say, where do you get them from? <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> if there's sixty thousand of them, somebody has them on them, unless they're like open source apps, which is possible. Hmm. Well, I don't know. I know that uh, looking through the apps library for my archives, there's a lot of stuff that's similar, does the same thing, but it's just named different. Um, I don't know how much applications cost because I haven't spent the money for anything on my on my archives. Like anything that I have on there is all part of the free. Freeware that's set up on it. Yeah, same thing with me and my new Windows phone. I've got finally got a hold of its of Microsoft Marketplace. And the first thing I did was look for the free stuff. I got I have me a new I have me a very nice Associated Press app so I can get the local the uh, up to date news for free. 
<laughs> We're all just so cheap. <laughs> Saint, the man that was just fussing about phone plans. I, I know, but just collectively, <laughs> we're so cheap. Like, oh, okay. I, I, I don't think. When's the last time we we had a news article where we're like, I spent money and it was well spent. <laughs> well, when when I get the Arcus review up, that'll be the one. Well, I guess the money I spent to, um, I don't know, drive back and forth to Verizon customer service. <laughs> So I officially got my phone for free. That was, uh, I think, it's well spent until this phone, hopefully this phone doesn't crap out on me. I hope it dies tomorrow. Wow. And then I'm going to get me another one. <sighs> Send them a nice little email, get me a FedEx box in front of my door within 48 hours, activate it. Luckily, it's uh, Windows Mobile, so I keep all my phone numbers synced up on my desktop. So I just plug it up, plug and go, plug and play. Yeah, th- three years ago, three years ago, Sprint... <laughs> I think it was three years ago. Sprint decided that they were going to just straight up cancel people who called them two months. <laughs> I hope that happens to you, Carl. I hope so too, so I can sue them. I you got a think... fortune cookie. I got a fortune cookie the other day that said uh, a, a judgment will in your favor will be very beneficial. So maybe that's what it is. I got to take them to court, and the court judgment will be in my favor. Uh. <laughs> Moving on, I've got some news. Uh, also coming out of uh, Nintendo's big press event. What was that called? Um, something. You would have seen it, I think. Summit. Yeah. Summit. Yeah. Something like that. Um, not only did they talk about Super Mario Galaxy 2, they also talked about Metroid Other M, which, other than the fantastic trailer that we saw at E3 last year, we have not had, had really any news on. Of course, uh, Other M is the, the, the first Metroid game to, to be developed by a third-party developer, or at least first major one, and it's being developed by Team Ninja. So, basically, the gaming blogs are aflame with opinions on exactly what the new Metroid game is. Has anyone been reading up on it, or should I just d- dive right into it? It takes place during Samus' uh, time when she was a cadet or a recruit in the Galactic Federation. Uh, so that's all I know about it so far. Uh, I-, I know that it, that it hinges pretty heavily on the events that uh, that happen at the end of Super Metroid, because apparently there's a giant cinematic showing off the the end of Super Metroid in kind of a proper way, rather than the 16-bit way that it was on the Super NES. But the, the the biggest thing about it is it's 2D and 3D and a first-person shooter all wrapped into one game. Uh, you, you don't play it with a nunchuck. You play it with just the Wiimote turned sideways. And you, you go through the levels as if they're 3D, but you can also interact with the stuff behind you by going back and forth with the 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 D pad, it's it's really hard to explain. Point at the screen. <laughs> what? I think when you point at the screen, it goes behind the visor. Yeah, yeah. Like if you point at the screen, it it goes behind the visor, and you can shoot and and do what you need to with missiles. But it's really an abstract way to look at the Metroid formula because when you play Metroid, you think, oh, she shoots things, she turns into a ball, and she solves puzzles. But sometimes you do it 3D, sometimes you do it 2D. This is a strange mashup of the two. And the, my only concern is you'll be navigating 
3D planes with a, D- a D-pad. Which means you won't have control over how fast you're walking, and, and you can only walk in eight directions. Yeah, one that's going to be kind of wonky. The one thing I hope, though, I hope the quick time events are just, that's why I'm getting tired of quick time events. They're, they're like being the, they're like replacing, I guess, good fundamentals. Like, I'm tired of the, you know, press the button now or die. You know, just give me a you know, press the button here or do this combination here, and we reward you with a very awesome takedown. Don't, it kind of, don't take, touch me. Yeah, it takes you, it takes you out of the game when you, when you have that, that type of stuff going on. I mean, it's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that. I, I, it's like they give up. They're like, wow, that was awesome. How can we – I can't think of any possible way for a human to do the input needed for that. Uh, <laughs> well, let's just have them press a button. But, yeah, I, I'm really excited about Metroid Other M. Uh, I'm going to play it. I've played all the other Metroid games, but I'm really, really kind of worried about the 3D stuff. Uh, moving on. Uh, let's see. Microsoft, they, they recently announced dates and prices on their game room. And if, I don't think we've, have we talked about game room on the podcast yet? Uh, briefly, I believe. Briefly, okay. Well, what, what Game Room's going to be interesting because it as itself is kind of going to be a platform for old arcade games and old console games. Um, the Game Room itself will be free. You download it, and it will be a client to run the older games. All the old games are being ported into Game Room, and they're gonna you're gonna have to either pay to play free them buy. or do what? I think they said so long you got to buy them again to have them in your game room. Well, well, what do you mean again? Like, totally, you already, like say you already own Galaga. Like say you already own Galaga, but and then you get the game room. You have they say you're gonna have to buy it again to get to have the arcade machine in your lobby and all that stuff. Well, that would make sense. No, yeah, it's, it's, it's a different different platform, different licensing issues and stuff like that. Yeah, and and besides, the, your your Galaga that has the 200 points worth of achievements won't have 200 <laughs> points. <laughs> hi, hi, Carrie. Hello. <laughs> you make tricks. <laughs> so much uh, editing. Oh yeah, this. Uh, <laughs> It's an endless nightmare. Edit cast. <laughs> uh, back to what I was saying. G- game room is game room is going to have a bunch of old arcade games that you can either buy individually or play them one time for fifty cents. Uh, to buy them, it's going to be th- <laughs> it's going to be three bucks to play them uh, to buy them for Xbox. It's going to be five bucks to buy them across Xbox and PC. Um, Why in the heck would you pay fifty cents to play it one time? That's well, beyond me. It's, it's, Why can't they just do old nickel? Like, like if they want old truth. Yeah, yeah. It, this is equivalent of inflation. So this is probably equivalent of paying like five dollars a game back in 1983. Well, yeah. I, I, it, it's interesting for j- just to keep the idea of the arcade alive. It's like, hey, look, there's combat. I haven't played that shit in like 20 years. Let me pop in two quarters and play it real quick. <laughs> With all due respect, there's a reason why arcades died. 
Oh, and will it, will it, be, will it be two quarters or 50 Microsoft points? Because that doesn't equate to two quarters. It's like 75 cents. But I, I agree with you, Carl. A, a nickel would have been a better price point. <laughs> and that's another thing, too. Okay, you know, they got, you can buy your own games and build your own arcade. For those arcades where you just want to pay a quarter to play the game, are you? is there going to be some huge public arcade that everyone can visit and see random people and play a quarter to play? Or do they just give you the game for your your one two-quarter session and then they yank it back out of your arcade? And you yeah, pretty it? much. That sucks. You'll, you'll, be, you'll be able to demo it once for free. And and since and for previous Xbox Live Arcade games were demo demo them play them for X number of time, but a lot of the old arcade games equivalent today would just be a demo. So if you let someone own a demo, you're giving them the whole game. So limiting them to one playthrough as a demo keeps keeps you from screwing over the system and it encourages you to spend the money. Yeah. I mean, I think I can get it. like that. Really, like the first level you get to play is the demo, and then you have to get the little download. Yeah, there's a timer on it. Yeah, I mean, I can get on board with this a little bit more if they said, like, uh, pay 50 cents, you get to play it for 24 hours or something like that. (laughs) I mean, the game is 20 years old in most cases. Come on. Yeah, or if they make a truly integrated, like, well, you know, well, like PlayStation messed it up. It's like, cause these are old games. Okay, I just have one question. Talk about microtransactions. One question. One question. Okay. Um, about this whole thing. Uh, if instead of charging fifty cents, why why didn't they just throw some ads on this and make it free? That's true. Well, I mean, it's it's. It's, the, I, I don't the 50 know. Fifty cents is optional. The, the fifty cents is, is optional. It's it's not something that they want to sell these games for three bucks a piece or five bucks a piece, depending on yeah. if you want to play them across platform. Fifty cents is an option. It is it is straight up just a callback to old arcades. Yeah, I mean, so basically they're pushing you to buy the game. So, which I mean, the, the thing that worries me though is that these games, I mean, a lot of them aren't. That good. <laughs> they were quarter to the game. The launch games, no, they're not good. Uh, I think the best ones in there are Combat, Centipede, uh, Yard Revenge. I'm sorry, if anybody pays three dollars for Centipede, I'm slapping them upside the head. It, it just, I mean, that's exactly what I mean. <laughs> like, there's, there's a reason. There's a reason people still don't have their Ataris in their entertainment system. I see it work. Both I know, and there's a reason why you don't have it in your entertainment system. <laughs> but like you said, advertising, that would work well with my like true live arcade. Like you, know, you walk around with your car over there, bar, the movie, this movie that's soon, you know, some names running around and whoop double team guitar or something. that will be some neat stuff, you know. You run around your avatar and say the Eminem characters like tackle them and then they just force feed them some Eminems and you got you got you some Eminem out of it. That would be pretty neat. You should be a game developer, developer Carl, because no one thinks of that kind of crap. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and apparently, um, apparently your DSL thinks you have a uh, like a really dirty mouth today because it's <laughs> censoring the crap out of you. 
it's just interesting that these old games have a have a platform now. They they have a place rather than weird <laughs> mini game collections on a GBA or on a, or a DS. Uh, moving on, uh, some of you may have may have read last week that Apple removed thousands of adult-oriented apps off of the off of iTunes or off the App Store or whatever the hell it's called. Opinions. Slippery it's, slope. Again, again, this is why you do not want an iBook because I knew you were going to say that. Let's say you like. Let's say you like adult-oriented. Apps. I mean, uh, all, all morals aside, um, why why would this make you want to buy an Apple product? Well, I think the main problem is that they started moderating, and then once they started like taking certain stuff out and allowing allowing certain stuff in, they're kind of forced forced with the decision to just kill all of it. Because I mean, you can't you can't arbitrarily allow some apps in to say say boobs and and just so show show booze or and not allow others in that may have more explicit stuff on it. So I mean, they once they start filtering stuff, they force themselves to have to kill all of it, all or nothing, so to speak. Yeah, this, this no, this what I see is a gross abuse of power. Is what this is. It's it's Apple dictating what is and is not good for their. Uh, user base. I said just like a month ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah you, I was going to parrot exactly what you said about the 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 the, the iPad is it's giving Apple too much power over what you can and can't watch. Well, and, Apple trying to be the Disney of the computer world now or something. Yeah, and like another thing I heard someone else say that made a lot of sense. iTunes and iPhone already has built-in parental controls, so why do they have to? Go a step further and, and moderate the app store like there are parents or some telling us what we can and can't uh, download. I mean, I it, go ahead. I I just think it's funny that you can you can go to iTunes and hear um Ludacris talking about fat rabbits, but you can't <laughs> <laughs> you can't download boobs. Oh man! It's and, one of those things where I guess it's it's a lot of kids. Are using their parent have hacked their parents' codes, or their parents don't really give a crap. You know, I'm paying attention what? to what's going on. Again, music. They're throwing up the, the PC. Platform. I bet an Apple. Mm. I mean, I go to the App Store and download some insane clown posse, and I guarantee you, it'll trump anything that was on that App App Store. And like I said with the parental controls again, like with iTunes, you can't even download anything from iTunes unless you have a credit card. Not exactly. saying that young people don't have credit cards anyway, but that's just another level of authentication. And if you are giving the device to your child, you can also, I don't know if people do this, but you can also like enable the parental controls for their devices. So, I mean, it's, it's too much, um, no matter what, to too much, Big Brother. <laughs> yeah, and and, and uh, back to the, the the whole abuse of power thing is it's not that parental controls don't exist and Apple is scared that children are going to get their hands on boobs. It's Apple has decided we are above this is is basically what they're saying. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, it's it's that and these app makers, unlike the music people, have no leverage. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, and. 
they had to pull they pulled literally thousands around 5000 apps so obviously there's an audience and the the bad thing is they let it in you can't let it in and say all of a sudden you can't have it on there so someone made a decision at one point to say this is good enough or okay enough to be on here and and like another thing i i mean i think the the slope gets even more slippery when you think about the ipad and the books and stuff uh, I was just thinking about the potential of comics and stuff to be on the iPad. It'd be like the perfect comic book reader. Uh, but but what what about when you start reading magazines and publications and stuff like Playboy and stuff, which undoubtedly they will sell, I, I, or at least I think they will. I, I mean, who's to say that uh, a book like that gets in or not? Hmm. Which, well, it's a bona fide publisher, so can they say no to them? Uh, interesting enough, the Playboy app was not removed. Ah, leverage, <laughs> leverage, 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 oh. leverage. <laughs> that's just bad. <laughs> isn't it? Trying to start, don't allow any alienated, um, no material. So maybe that's close. Ah, it's just dirty. Just. It, yeah, it, it's it's dirtier than the stuff they're trying to censor is what is what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They pr- probably trying to censor some dirty stuff though. It's just Apple, Apple, Apple. Like, I just think it's one of those things where you're playing a lottery because all these people have made so much money. These these two and three development group development places they've made so much money on. Well, some have because it's kind of like hitting a lottery, you know. And then you got these people that form these companies and depend on the App Store to stay afloat. And then the Apple can just arbitrarily reject your application. I mean, we're not even talking about porn here. Just, I mean, if they don't like your application, you know, they can just say we don't want it on here. And I mean, exactly. there could be there could be nothing wrong with it. And there there's companies that have gone under because of this. Hmm. I mean, they. I just think they just need to have a set of standards and, you know, it not like, be, it not be, we don't like your application. It's not on here. Yeah, because cool. you leave it up to opinion. I mean, opinions change every day. So, I mean, yeah. like you said, have standards and go strictly by those standards and anything else is, 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 shouldn't be tolerated. I mean, say what you want to about Microsoft and the PC, whether you hate them or love them, they have a set of standards and if you meet those standards, you get you get you get to make you know even with Xbox Live you get to make your app on Xbox Live even though those standards are rigorous and most of them make no sense they do have it is written you know it's not just like hey we we we're we're, we're God we decided you can have your app on our store or something like that, that yeah, was a bad yeah. Example. and 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 <laughs> like. If if you're going to sell these apps for literally years before canceling them, at least let them grandfather their way back onto the the store. It just if you're going to draw a line in the sand, say okay, past this date, if you want boobs, you're going to have to buy an old app because we were dirty back then. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, we've we've spent a lot of time on this, so let's let's move on. That was news. Unless Carrie has anything. I do actually. Okay. Go. I apologize. I've been in Jackson all day and I got home at like seven or eight and I just crashed. But yeah, Final Fantasy wanted to do on an iPhone for those that care. Um, I don't know. 
the classic. Um, they've ported these two games like five billion times. Yes, they have to every imaginable <laughs> platform. But um, I just think it's pretty cool, you know, that Square has actually started developing stuff for the iPhone. They used before this, there was only like the tower defense games that were, while they were mildly entertaining, they weren't, you know, nearly as engaging as Final Fantasy. So if you're interested, they're nine bucks a piece, and I mean, these are full ports. So check them out. The you only- know, I would think the iPhone would be perfect for for RPGs because it's not a game where you need like you know Twitch. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> Twitch. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, Final Fantasy One is the only one I've ever actually played, and these screenshots, I'm like, hey, those are pretty. Yeah. Because I recognize a lot of that. Yeah, I, I especially think a game like this would be perfect for an iPad, or or just. Or not even that, but any like real time strategy game where you can like you know select your men, move them here, move them there. I mean, I think something like that would be perfect for like a touch screen interface. Indeed. Yes. Yeah, it, it's sharp. It's in sharp contrast to the to the Apple news that we had a moment ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, like this is good. Love them or hate them. <laughs> yeah. That, that brings up another question about Apple. I know you say Apple doesn't. You can't multitask. But they seem to be advertising now. I guess you can, you you can run an app and also have a phone call going, but you just can't have two apps going. Is that correct? Yeah. And you know, uh, I think the interesting thing about that is, is that um um this I went to own this this mini conference today, and they sort of talked about this, but kind of indirectly, because you know a lot of the netbooks. Um, they're making these custom OSs and they're trying to discourage people from having all these windows open. And I don't think it's it's a matter of of Apple not um wanting people to do it as opposed to them, you know, not wanting them to have all this crap open and all the OS down. I mean, I think they're just trying to be crafty um to try to disguise the limitations of their um hardware. They're not trying very hard. Yeah, it's a good point because uh, Carl was talking about his new Windows mobile phone. Uh, I think the Winds, Windows 7 series phone, is that the new phone? But anyway, yeah. I, I think it's not going to have multitasking. I believe I heard that. I could be wrong. Oh. So, I don't know. Maybe Apple's move is a good move. Yeah. I had to read into that. Which would be dumb because all the phones now are getting ready to get the Snapdragon processors. Oh, man. You know, one app with a dedicated gigahertz processor, like they could, they could multitask on top of that. No, not, not gonna, if you make the app really complicated. But the thing is, maybe they're going to integrate the most things you use. Um, like on my Windows Phone now, Opera is actually integrated into the HTC TouchFlow. So even so, when I the browser actually is always open, it doesn't. You don't see it in the Task Manager. It's it's part <laughs> of. It's it's part of the it's part of um TouchFlow, which I guess is pretty neat. So like you you running and stuff, you don't even see your memory use uh, go up because it's already allocated to it. So maybe they're gonna have like you know media player, picture viewer, camera, browser, the type of things you normally do have running while doing other tasks, like pretty much already kind of integrated into the background. Yeah, Carl, you just made me think of something else. <laughs> I saw that pop up. Another news story. Um, and I actually saw this at the, this thing I went to today. Um, you can actually see the video on Techzilla, but I don't have the link. But this Lenovo thing is 
the awesome. It's going to be about a thousand dollars. It's called a Lenovo IdeaPad U1, and it's actually a tablet like the iBook that is just a screen and it has a Snapdragon processor in it. You know, and if you want to do your tablet tablet e stuff, I don't know whatever that might be. Tablet e. Um, <laughs> yeah, like read ebooks and crap, and it's got this cool interface. But then when you want more power, you just snap the screen into this um. Core to Duo, I think is what it is. And you get your Windows desktop and it instantly pops up once you snap it in. You get your Windows desktop and your horsepower. And I wish I could find a video for you guys to see it. I'll put it on the site or in the show notes or something. But it's Jim Louderback demoing this on Techzilla and it is really, really, really cool. Well, so yeah, well, that that just proves that the, the Dreamcast was way before its time. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> You know, the Dreamcast had the, the memory unit that was small and oh, really crappy, man. and then you plug in the controller, and then you have the full full game on the Dreamcast. <laughs> Not exactly. Exactly the same. You still had to have Sonic running on your Dreamcast to take care of your little uh, chows. No, you could t- you take those mobile. Oh, man, I don't even want to get on that, because I remember this supposed to have been a bit crazy. You can see your NFL plays on the phone, on the uh, controller. Well, other people can't see them. Yeah, too, too bad. Too bad the um, too bad the um, Dreamcast the VMU had like three pixels resolution. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying this pad has more than three pixels of resolution? Dude, this thing is sexy. Like, I, I'm I'm gonna find this video for you guys to look at for later on. But I I just wanted to throw this at at the audience, all three of you, so you could, because. I'm serious. This like if when this thing if this thing is supposed to come out later this year, and like I this is something that I would be interested in owning because it's just it's really cool. For the record, there's four of us. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's talking about the listeners. We're we're the participants. Okay. The the audience. But yeah, I I do like that. That's kind of cool. I like that. Here it is right here. I'm just gonna post it for you guys to see. And I'll um like I said, I'll put it on the show notes. But it's awesome. <laughs> and yeah, that's all my news. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. Well, let's move on to deals of the week. All right, I have a I have one deal here. Um, I've always been trying to find me a very cheap uh, 5.1 surround sound headphones. All the 5.1 surround sound headphones I have always were simulated. You were really just buying stereo headphones, and they were acting like they were, you know, giving you all the directional audio cues. Uh, these are the cheapest headphones I've seen that actually have all five speakers in there. Uh, but I don't think it actually has the point one subwoofer in there because it said it, it uses the front, left, and right channels for your bass. Something about protecting your ears. Um, I don't understand. But 13 bucks, you should. Yeah, that's what it said. But $13, you can get you a surround sound 5.1 headphones. They're USB only. Um, so I don't, they don't think they have support for, you know, televisions or, you know, in your home theater system. So you, you gotta have a PC with, um, you know, with the game or whatever video you're watching, having the 5.1 going out. It has a little box connected to it, which does the, the down processing to send that to all the five channels. Look, $13, five speakers wrapped around your head. They look pretty cool. Hmm. Cool. It's definitely a deal. Like you, you, you can't pick up a decent set of the headphones for thirteen bucks. So, 
that's a big markdown. Makes you wonder. From sixty nine ninety. It does make you wonder, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that also brings up another thing. I didn't write this down, but I saw Microsoft did, uh, for Game for Windows Live every week. Uh, they're supposed to be picking a game and selling it at seventy five percent off. Wow. <laughs> uh, right now, uh, Batman, our games. Batman Dark Dark Asylum is on sale twelve bucks. I think twelve ninety nine. Probably the same price as this. Twelve fifty, yeah, that's a uh, twenty five percent of sixty bucks. So wait, where where is this? Where who? Oh, <laughs> we have takers. I don't, I don't have that yet, and that has achievements. So, <laughs> so what oh, you're on, saying is oh, that the Valve Silver model is catching steam? Oh, he likey. But yeah, it's game for Windows Live, sir. So unless you plan on planning on your PC to get the achievements, because you know those do connect. Because you see, I have double Street Fighter achievements from playing it on PC. Mm-hmm. And- well, <laughs> see, my video card has a. Uh, I I can export component video. I'll just carry this thing into my living room to play it if I have to. Yeah, and it's you still can a PC gamer. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Use your Xbox controller, search, So uh, just exactly. download play. Controller driver. My wife you like, why is your computer in here? I'm playing. <laughs> wow, was that like a hand slap uh, gesture? Noise? <laughs> how, how did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> I heard the noise. It just can't. <laughs> I, I think he's taking the pimp name slick back approach. Has not slapping the bitch ever worked for you? <laughs> and those are kind of my deals of the week. And Carrie, speaking of Steam... Uh, my hair steam is actually now in a beta of a new uh of the Ooh. new. Yeah, I've got that loaded, dude. It's awesome. I love it. Yeah, I think the I'm beta what now? Um, new- yeah, there's a new UI for Steam. Ah, time, long time, long time coming. It's really, really similar. It's like they're trying to make it more like I hate to say this, but kind of make it more like Xbox Live. Because <laughs> when you click on a game, um, I'm sorry, Carl. Did you? You, you oh, no, you, oh, I got the bad audio. <laughs> uh, when you like like your games, when you go to your game library, it actually has like a little background with the screenshot of the game, and it tells some information <laughs> about it. And it actually, when you, go, when you go to the store now, um, and look at games, if your friends own the game, it'll have their it'll have their little icon that says Carl owns um Street Fighter Four Championship Edition. You should buy it too because Carl wow. has it. I mean, it didn't say that, but it's kind of what it's insinuating. <laughs> um, and it's really easy if you want to check this out. You just go to um, crap. How do you? If you go to your settings, there's like a beta tag. You just go in there into the betas and click New UI. And once you select it, it just restarts Steam, downloads it, and then you can um see it yourself. It's really easy to load. But the only thing I hate about it is you know how you can minimize your games and just have like that little sort of a Windows start menu with all your games in like the right corner. They kind of killed that. So that's oh. like the only thing I'm not happy about. Like it only shows your games in fuel, full view. I was about to say fuel view. It only shows your games <laughs> in full view now, which kind of sucks. But other than that, I think it's pretty. I mean, cool. What is it beta? They might, they, they'll probably take that feedback um, and update that. Yeah, I actually need to send them a response about that, which is the whole point of being in the beta. So. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, what, so what are we watching? 
that's where that's what we're moving on to now. Uh, <laughs> I I had a chance to to catch the a, a Nightmare on Elm Street. You might have heard of that movie before. Uh, the reboot. They're rebooting it. Uh, and I I don't know. I I, I no. I, I I'm saying no. <laughs> Whoa. But now the question is in the reboot, are they going the original Nightmare on Elm Street route? The first and last one, or are they doing more of the I, I don't know. You, you you know much more about that franchise than I do. I just know that I saw that trailer and was like stupid. <laughs> so so what is what, how bad is it straying away from the original roots, or what you don't like about it as opposed to the other one? Nightmare on Elm Street was always about Goofy. Uh-huh. It was always about. That guy, pl- what's yeah, it? it was Goofy Gore. <laughs> yeah, Goofy Gore, and this just plays as stupid. It, it plays as, look, we're making a new Nightmare on Elm Street movie. It's like, hey, do you got five bucks, or do you got nine dollars? I mean, it can't be worse than Freddy vs. Jason. I liked Freddy vs. Jason, but that's because it was intentionally campy. <laughs> hey, Jason Point taken. Best kills I've ever seen on that movie. <laughs> Dude, stabbing the dude and then breaking him in half with the bed—that was cool. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> yeah, <it> was. <laughs> but the dude they got, they, they got doesn't really look like uh, what's his name, uh, Ungland, Robert England, Ungland, Ungland, England or whatever the hell. The one one good thing about it is that the dude who played John Connor in the new Terminator show, he's in it. So I guess that's a plus. <laughs> but it uh it's disgusting. I think, I, I think Johnny Depp was in the first for uh Nightmare on Elm Street. Yep. Very young Johnny Depp. <laughs> they should have got him to Hey, is, is this Freddy skinny or is Freddy buff now or something? Did they mess that up? <laughs> no, he's still he's he looks just like Freddy, except the, in the face. In the face, he what is he? He kind of looks like I don't know. Oh man, decade yeah. of the reboots. Yep. Yep. That that's oh, how that's how this decade is going to be defined. Stuff we've already seen done again. <laughs> Not always done better. I guess they got to get the new generations. Yeah, they don't know what they're missing or miss. Yeah. Plus, they ran out of ideas. Or ran out of ideas a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so anime. Where, let's, let's hit on that. Yeah, Um. for those of you who don't know, there's a new Gundam out. Um, it's called Gundam UC. Um, Ultimate which is short for Gundam Unicorn. Oh. For girls? And you know why they call it Gundam Unicorn? Because they have horns. Because the Gundam has a big horn. On its head. I first saw that. I thought that was Unicron. I'm like Gundam and Transformers now. Wow, oh, so much for stretch. Yourself. But the cool thing about this anime, and I mean, I don't want to talk about it too much, but it's a it's a Universal Century. Yeah, Gundam. it's a throwback. There hasn't been a Universal Century Gundam in like forever. Oh, man, this is oh. awesome. And it's Again. it's like it's got that old school anime character design um thing going, and it's in high definition, and it's wow. got. It's it's beautiful, dude. The the first episode came out. Um, Me wants 
it came out recently, but the, the cool thing about this is there it's a simultaneous world release. Um, it's gonna be on Blu-ray, I think, next month. You can a- actually pre-order it on Amazon.com. But it's it. These are 52 ep- minute episodes. Um, I think there's gonna be like six of them, if I'm not mistaken. I I'm probably totally wrong on that. But um, it's just it. If you love anime and like I love Gundam so much, um, Gun- Gundam wants to have my babies. But it's just. <laughs> if you like if you like anime you like old you know if you like the old this has got that old school vibe with like the new school technology and it, it's it it would be like this is the equivalent of them to me well not exactly but it would be like if they remade the first Gundam you know the year, one year war in high definition it's got that sort of same vibe and it's just really really cool so you should definitely check it out. Um, you could find, even though it's not out yet, you could find subs of the first episode, um, through various sources. Um, and it, it actually comes out in America on March 12th. Um, I'm definitely picking this up. And you haven't it's, seen it yet? I have seen it. Well, will that be, the, <laughs> will that be the, will it just be the first episode that's coming out in March or yeah, the full? Just, just the first episode. Um, it's volume one but like i said it's 52 minutes long so i mean it's not like you're getting gypped here it's it's sort of like a mini gundam movie episode but yeah it's (laughs) it's, i mean you just you you gotta watch it i mean you will not be disappointed even if you're even if you came in if you came in a gundam with like the new stuff i mean it just it, it it's it's great so no one's riding horses. The whole unicorn connection is just a horn. Well, actually, there's some motives, some motives throughout the story that kind but of. One of the gunners could have like a robot Pegasus. That'll be tight. Oh no! <laughs> he, could, he could be like a knight and stuff. Well, that looks like uh, uh the tall geese pilot guy. What's his name? So there's there's a mass dude in just about every Gundam, so yeah, oh. it is. <laughs> That's a new there. It, it's like seeing Final Fantasy, just about. Yo. <laughs> but wow. definitely check it out. I'll I'll probably do a write up on it because I haven't done this week in anime in probably a year. But um, <laughs> this is really awesome. I just watched it last night. I just wanted to throw it out there. It's worth watching. Yeah, I just make one one more comment. I mean, I really love the old art style. Yes. It just looks awesome and updated, but old, <laughs> if that can happen. <laughs> like Sonic yeah. 4. It looks great, though. <laughs> Sonic 4. Okay. That... All right. <laughs> I was just going to say Sonic 4 just looks crappy. I'm sorry. <laughs> the trailer, anyway. The trailer. But anyway, we talked about it last week. All right. Yeah, well, thank you, Carrie. For your anime and manga update. Um, moving on to what we're playing. I'm playing. Uh, I, 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 went, I'm, I went back and I played a lot of uh, Infamous as a bad guy. That's kind of cool. But I really want to talk about Mario and Luigi Partners in Time on DS. And I, I really only have one thing to say. is Coming off of playing Zelda on DS and then playing Mario and Luigi, the quality of the graphics in those two games are so opposite ends of the spectrum. Wow. Yeah, like, this Mario and Luigi game looks like a GBA game. Wow. The only thing that makes it a DS game is it's on two screens. It doesn't even use the touch screen. Wow. Now, is... I haven't seen anything from this. Now, is it, like, 3D, or is it, like, 
2D like the last Mario Brothers game that came out. Uh, it's, think think of Mario RPG on the Super Super NES. Wow. So yeah, it's 3D but just barely. Yeah, it looks like crap. <laughs> I'm looking at screenshots. Did Nintendo yeah. make this? They had to, right? Yeah, this yeah. Horrible. It's, it's it's a first party game, but it it it's it, it is an RPG. It's 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 uh yeah. it's designed to to play like Paper Mario or Super Mario RPG from NES uh, SNES days, but it yeah, it's so frustrating. Just, can I just sort of come in here, like? I'm one of the few people that don't think Super Mario RPG was a great game. <laughs> but besides that, the graphics were horrible, and they still are. They were pre-rendered. <laughs> it looks a lot like Mario 2. Horrible. Or like a Sonic, Sonic uh, 3D Blast. <laughs> I think they're trying to they're trying to um, get that ugly RPG graphics vibe there. That's possible. So and I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. And and they they and they got away with that with the last Mario game, Mario and Luigi game, which was Superstar Saga on the GBA because it was the damn GBA. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I, and I I haven't played the new one, the uh, one that just came out. That's Bowser's Inside Story. Oh, this Yeah, I I hope. I hope they did some sort of update because it, it was really, style, wasn't it? I don't know. It might be. I, I it, it just really bugs me. I mean, on a different note, how do how do these games do in comparison to the major release Mario games that uh that are in the furry also? I mean, do these games even closely hold up to the same type of numbers of of the other games that are released? Actually, they do really well. Uh, both. The new Zelda and the new Mario and Luigi game came out in December, and Mario and Luigi was in the top ten in like sales for the month. They sell enough for sequels. Mm-hmm. Surprising. People just love Mario. Yes, they do. Just like Apple. <laughs> Fan Apple loves Mario. Fanboys oh. is what I mean. Oh, oh yeah, people love Mario. Love Apple. Yeah. Yeah, Mario shits gold bricks. <laughs> That's what he uses the coins for. <laughs> oh, oh man. Okay, that's what we're, that's what we're playing. Uh, let's move to the tech tip of the week, Carrie. Yes. Um. You know, if you know what a uh, with a um excuse me, if you know what a Velociraptor is, it's pretty much the mecca of um dinosaurs. That was a star in, in, in the tech world. <laughs> It's pretty oh. much the mecca of um, non-solid state um, hard drives. Um, if you're going to have a boot volume and you want it to boot fast, and you don't want to spend $11 billion, you buy a Velociraptor um, because they're so fast. But um, the guys at PC Per, I listen to their podcast, and I recommend you do too because it's very informative. Um, they pointed me to this TechArp article and the, what these guys did was they modded a Seagate Barracuda, which is a 1.5 terabyte drive, into a Velociraptor. And how did they do it, you ask? Well, these supercapacity drives, they have very, very, very high aerial density. And what that means is that the bits of data are really, really close together. So while this drive doesn't have the RPMs of a Velociraptor, um, the outer rings of the platters which you know have the fastest response times in any drive, 
if you just block off the first 300 gigs of those, you get Velociraptor performance. So what wow. they did, what what these guys did was they actually modded a mod. So the original guys that did this, what they did was they they used this um this hard drive tool to actually block off only the first 300 gigabytes of the drive because they're gonna add outside platters of the hard drive thingies, platters. They're on the out, the outside edges of the platters, and what that does is it um it only blocks the hard drive head only moves like a certain um distance. I guess through yeah through a certain distance or a certain area. Was you losing twelve twelve hundred gigabytes? I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. Hang on. <laughs> oh, <I'm getting> there. <laughs> okay. You only you only move through this certain addressing pattern, and you know you don't. Essentially, like Carl said, you lose 1.2 terabytes of um data if you do it this way. But these guys at TechArp, what they um discovered was, if you just partition the first 300 gigabytes, it's the exactly same the exact same thing. So you make a 300 gigabyte partition and you make a 1.2 terabyte partition, and you still get that Velociraptor performance in the first 300 gigs. Because, like I said, in any hard drive, the the beginning of the um the allocation table is always going to be on the outer edges, so um you'll get your your super fast performance. And I mean, most most tech people they partition their drives anyway. But I just thought it was interesting that that the aerial density on these drives has gotten to the point that you know on those outer edges you get you get this Velociraptor performance for like half the price. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. If you think about that. The, the the disc platter, which is basically the same size as it's been for like the last ten years in in uh in, in diameter, they're packing probably from the last ten years probably ten times as much data density into that same space. Yeah. So so that just shows you how fast the reading has gotten over the last ten years. So is is it only this drive or is it any one point five terabyte well, I mean- drive? With this drive, with this drive, it's just that the um actual um transfer rates on it are so high because uh, um, it's got sequ- sequential transfer rates of one one hundred twenty two to one hundred thirty two megabits per second, while the Velociraptor only does like ninety five to ninety nine megabits megabytes. Excuse me. So I I think it has to do with certain types of drives where it could, because this one has such such high transfer rates, it actually outperforms a Velociraptor in those first three hundred gigs. Where you won't, you know, I guess as they say, results may vary with different drives, but with this one, because the transfer rates are so high, you will get that performance. Um, I have a one terabyte um Western Digital drive, and I don't think my, I, it's it's a, it's about a year old, so I don't think I'm gonna get these these super awesome transfer rates. But, okay, question. Uh, so. <laughs> When you plug in a hard drive, this this basic stuff. When you plug in a hard drive, and you know you start allocating what you're going to put on it, where does it go to first? The it out- goes to the outer edges, so which it, are the fastest. It, yeah, they actually they actually start allocating from the outside in, which is the opposite of what even I you know before. Yeah, I thought it was inside out. I too. thought it was inside out, but it's actually the opposite on any hard drive. Okay, so so if you go from the outer in, you go ahead before you put anything on it, you. Partition the crap out of that 300 or 300 gigs or whatever, and then you okay makes sense. Thank you. 
Isn't this kind of what uh, <laughs> what defragging used to do, or still does? It, it, it organ, like, goes through organized all your data. Well, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Pushes everything to the outer edges. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, not only that, with the fragging, the the biggest thing it does is that you know, um, you know, you know, when you delete stuff and you you know your hard drive used a lot, when you go to write a new file, it may put part of it here, part of it there, part of it like way on the edge. What it does is it 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 brings. Not only does it push stuff the bigger files to the outer edge, makes it contiguous. Yeah, it makes it contiguous, so you're not. The hard drive, the the read head didn't find all over the disk trying to load a file. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much looked like a heartbeat monitor trying to get all. The- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But yeah, I, I I I actually learned about this earlier this week, but I just thought it was pretty awesome because, you know, you rarely you rarely run into tips like this these days. It's really really cool. Awesome. Well, thank you for that insightful tech, tech, tech tip of the week. Uh, we're going to let you close it out with the tech roundup. Wow, I'm talking a lot. I guess i got to put this on the tech tip. Um, I won a flip ultra camera in a contest, and I didn't have a whole lot of um, respect for these cameras because I just didn't <laughs> think they were very good. But um, I've been playing around with the one I have. It's a hundred. It's not the HD. It's It only does 640 by 480 video. Um, it's four gigs, 120 minutes. There are absolutely no settings. The only thing you can set on this camera is the date, the time, whether you want the light to come on when you record. Um, very, very, very basic here. As in, you know, I, if you just want a camera that's, you know, I don't want to sit here and worry about resolutions or, you know, any of that crap. This is definitely the camera to get because there's no, no thinking involved, you know, you just hit the big red button to record. But what I, you know, I, and this stuff I already knew, what I didn't know is that the lens on this thing is really, really good. <laughs> I mean, I've been taking some videos with it, and it it trumps pretty much anything in that 100, I mean, that, what, $80 to $150 range as far as the quality of the, the recordings. It's really, really nice. The only bad thing about it is that, you know, you don't really get an external um, microphone. You're pretty much stuck with the built-in mic here. But it it takes beautiful, beautiful video. I mean, I don't really know any other way to say it. <laughs> yeah. The, well, the, the videos are beautiful on this thing. Yeah. The, 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 the mic situation I wouldn't even call, uh, like, a flaw because if if you go to any Best Buy, it's – it can be kind of hard to find any video camera that has a mic support. True, very true. But yeah, you only get one port, and that's the TV out. But like seriously, if you can find one of these things like on sale or on eBay or even on Best Buy auctions that Carl likes to frequent so much, I mean, don't overlook it because I used to always overlook these things, but they take really, really good video. And the good thing about it, it's, it's got a USB thing. You just plug it in, shows up as a drive, and you yank the video off, which is less complicated than a lot of the other cameras. You know, yeah. simplified and it's high quality. So also looks really like there cool. is. Also looks like there's no red blinking light when it's recording. It looks pretty easy to hide. Like on a well, book. there 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 uh-huh. is one, but that's actually one of the settings on the camera when you boot it up. You can actually turn the red light light off, which I don't. You know, for you ethical people out there, you might not like. <laughs> it, could a, it could be a nanny cam. You know, 
Oh, yeah, but a red light can easily be fixed by some electrical tape. Or a uh, Sharpie. That too. Wow, you guys sound uh, very uh, good at that. Will versus hiding the red light. Like I said, there's an HD version of this, and I really wish I would have won that instead of this one. No, but the red light means it's off. The 640 by 480 um, recording on here is really, really pretty. So Did that one before? I couldn't see myself yeah, paying hundred bucks for a VGA camera. Well, you're not, you're not the target audience for this, Carl. Again, oh, Carl. Yeah. Again, again. Like most of those cameras, those HD cameras that cost the same as this, I guarantee you the video doesn't look as well. I mean, I I guarantee you the it's a higher resolution, but I guarantee you it doesn't <laughs> look as good. It probably gets, got better color, good color. Okay. Yeah. 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 My mom. My mom would love. Something like that, because it's just a, it's one button. Yeah, ah, that's true. Plug and go. All right, well, that's it for the tech uh, the technician podcast. Uh, let me mention one more thing I forgot to mention in the game roundup. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, this is one quickie, one quickie. Um, if if you are boot up Xbox Live, they now have uh, Fable Three, uh, well Fable Two, excuse me. It's broken up into episodic content the whole game. Wow. So they're releasing it in five episodes. You can play the game and get the achievement per episode. So it's just like you're taking any game and just break it up sequentially, I'm assuming, into five different episodes. So and actually, episode one is available right now on Xbox Live for free. So you can play the first fifth of the game for free um, wow. and, and other episodes to come. So go on Xbox Live and, and check it out, Fable 2. First episode. Hmm. Uh, can't, can't get enough of that free stuff. It ends <laughs> right after your sister gets killed. Uh, well, now I don't want to play it. Thanks. Well, thanks for spoiling it, Carrie. Jeez, Carrie. <laughs> it's, it's not a spoiler. It happens Gosh. like the beginning of the game. It's like a red shirt dying on Star Trek. <laughs> it's, it's not that big a deal. Your sister's a red shirt. I'm gonna be scared to put my kid in a red shirt. I mean, it's not like Air is dying on Final Fantasy VII or anything. Oh no, I can't play that. Damn it, Carrie! Dude, I'm sorry. That game's ten. <laughs> that game's thirteen years old. If you hadn't played it by now, I, I don't feel sorry for you. <laughs> okay, well now now we're done. That, that, yeah, that princess that, is in another castle. <laughs> <laughs> Just oh. kidding. Oh, man. All right. Well, uh, here's where we here's where we plug stuff. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Follow us or become a fan of us on uh, Facebook. Uh, send us some fan mail. Fans at techpedition.com. Visit the site. The site curiously called techpedition.com. Follow the buzz on Gooter. Yeah, Gooters. Twinkle and Gooter. I'm sorry. I'm going to say that every episode henceforth. So get used. To it. <laughs> Yeah, look, for, look for C's and the Tech Edition logo on Team Fortress when the guy's setting you on fire. Oh, oh, oh. What are you talking about, yeah, Carl? The only things you play now are Left 4 Dead 2 and Street Fighter 4. And Team Fortress 2. Yeah, he still plays Team Fortress 2 because I see him when I'm on Final Fantasy <laughs> And that's the only thing I've ever seen you play. <laughs> 60 hours played since I bought it on Steam. Bought it again. Oh yeah, that's the other cool thing about um Steam. It tells you how long you play the game, the new one. So yeah. But yeah, 
Team Fortress tells you how many hours you played as each character. I think I'm about to break a hundred as the as the pyro. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh my god, really, dude. I will let you borrow other games. Just play something else. Man, it's just something about 31 other people I've never seen before, but now get get to hear them say stuff and it's the quality over quantity there. Yeah, yeah, it's such a great game, and I'll be playing more Left 4 Dead and stuff too. So I'm gonna be playing Left 4 Dead Part One again soon when the passing uh, passes. You said that's free, right? Uh, PC is free. Yeah, so I will be downloading it because I'm one of the two people on the cast that actually bought the game when we all said we were going to buy it. Bought it for Xbox. Very, very quick. I bought it, I bought it for Xbox too and then sold it and then bought very, it on PC quick. when it was cheap again. I think that's the exact same thing I did. <laughs> now that I think about it. Because I did have it on the Xbox. Very, very quick. Okay, well, uh, we'll tune in next week. We'll have more Tech bites, tech bits, tech, tech stuff. Steam is your friend. Tech comic, tech expedition. Tech expedition. Tech expedition. Next time on Tech Expedition. Not my daddy, no! Tech expedition. I can't, I can't beat that. <laughs> <laughs> I just smells burnt and dusty.